Hello, hello. Welcome, friends, to Think, Feel, Eat, episode number 25. Now, when I was making my notes for this episode, I got thinking 25 doesn't sound like that many. You know, I feel like I'd be going live with you guys forever. Um, but I did want to mention that this is a newer podcast. It's just been, you know, like, you know, 30 weeks or so. Um, and my other one is Weight Loss Lifestyle. And it has like 60 something episodes. So um, this is definitely newer material and not all fasting focused, but definitely has fasting as a part of the perfect storm in every way. It's one of the, one of the key elements to it. Um, but anyway, for those of you who are new, I'm Donna Reish. Welcome. I'm so glad you joined us today. For those who are returning, um, thank you for joining me. Now, my office is not completely decorated. I told you I was moving into my new office. I have my standing desk. I'm excited about that. Uh, still working here with the camera and the internet and stuff back here. So that won't be exactly perfect yet. Um, just because uh, I have my camera on a tripod and we'll just see how that works. So, but I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, every week about today's episode, episode number 25. I'm going to set my timer. I forgot to set my timer. I'm really trying to keep these at 30 minutes. So um, wish me luck with that. This may be part one, part two. Um, but today's episode is called self-sabotage. I had a lot of other names like quit saying self-sabotage, don't think self-sabotage, don't use the word self-sabotage, what does self-sabotage mean and how can we overcome it? Okay, a lot of different ideas, but we'll just call it self-sabotage for now. Episode number 25 of Think, Feel, Eat. All right, so first of all, you know that I am a language arts lady in another world another part of the interwebs and on to my students um we're getting ready to start it looks like i'm gonna have i can't remember if it's 50 or 60 somewhere between 50 and 60 writing language arts elementary kind of um in total students this year so um you know hashtag i breathe i teach right um and so Coming from this background, words are super important to me. A curriculum author of over 100 books, totaling 50,000 pages, teaching hundreds, thousands of students to write. Um, words are important. And what words mean are important. And one of the reasons that words are important for us in Think, Feel, Eat is because words are simply thoughts that we're speaking, right? And we know how important thoughts are this whole podcast is titled think feel eat it has the word think in the title because what we think is important because we think a thought it makes us feel a certain way and then it makes us act think feel act the paradigm of the, the kind of the framework for a lot of life coaching um, uh, mental health type of frameworks and we see it play out all the time right you can learn more about that in episode in lots of episodes but i specifically taught it in the last two which were 23 and 24 about goal weight identity shifts all right so self-sabotage the definition according to psychology today it is quote behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it creates problems in daily life and interferes with long-standing goals the most common self-sabotaging behaviors include procrastination self-medication with drugs or alcohol, comfort eating, and forms of self-injury such as cutting. All right, here I am, language arts lady, we're gonna take it apart. This is what I do with my students. This is how I teach them to prepare for the SAT, the ACT, the um, PSAT, 
standardized testing, we take words apart and you see what they mean. So self means me, myself is a form of self. Um, and in this case, it's done by me. Sabotage is, uh, according to a dictionary definition, deliberately destroying, damaging, or obstructing. So our, for, for our purposes here, we're going to call it when I deliberately or unknowingly, I'm gonna teach about that in just a few minutes, when I deliberately or unknowingly obstruct, right? Obstruct means to put up a barrier to something. We obstruct, if our view is obstructed, we cannot see out the window, right? So if something is in front of us, blocking us from moving forward. So uh, when I deliberately or unknowingly, if we're, not, if we're not really cognizant of our thoughts, when I deliberately or unknowingly obstruct my weight loss slash maintenance or health progress. All right, so we can say that we deliberately do that, but more often than not, it is unknowingly. So the, the, the term self-sabotage um, is more of a, um, uh, the word sabotage is more deliberate, right? But when we put self with it, self-sabotage, it's not always necessarily deliberate because a lot of times we are not realizing what we're doing. We're not realizing what we're saying. We're not realizing what we're thinking. We're not realizing what we're feeling. We're not realizing how we are acting or behaving. So the problem with the terms self-sabotage, and you know, language arts lady wants to use the right word, right? That's why one of my favorite words is um, uh, systematize, right? We systematize our weight loss. We're gonna have a lot more success with that. Um, but one of the problems with it is that it is a type of euphemism. Now, in literary terms, a euphemism is a word that we use to soften the blow or lighten the real thing that is happening. And we hear this all the time, right? We hear, I, I can remember uh, one of my students, they were supposed to write down euphemisms for dying. And uh, they were going to look them up and things like that. And, you know, everybody put in, you know, passed away, passed on, entered the next world, um, uh, went and saw the light, went into eternity. And one of my clever girls, and she was so clever. I just, she did clever things all the time. I love clever kids. She just was always funny, always did clever things. And she wrote, pushing up the daisies. Okay. That is a euphemism for dying, right? Pushing up the daisies. I didn't even know it was such a thing, but she showed me the dictionary and it was really there. <laughs> so euphemisms are words that we use to stop in the blow. So um, instead of he left me, uh, instead of he dumped me, we might say something like he left me or he doesn't want to see me anymore, or he wants us to take some time, that type of thing. We are softening the blow by not using the word dumped me, right? That phrase. Um, instead of died, a lot of times, like I just pointed out, we'll say passed on, we lost him, you know, sorry, we've lost him. You know, you'll see like in medical shows and things like that, I'm, or they even just say, I'm sorry, we couldn't do anything, you know, like that. They don't, they don't want to say the words he died, right? Okay, there's a problem with doing this in weight loss. There are some circles where we want to do that, right? It makes sense to use euphemisms. It makes sense to lessen the hurt, to lighten the low, the, the result, the feelings, to um, uh, lessen the blow, right? And 
you know, certainly we should use euphemisms when they are appropriate. But when we use some euphemisms, when it comes to weight loss, we have some problems. So the first problem with using euphemisms when we're talking about weight loss is that it makes it seem like a typical behavior. It's like almost like a bandwagon term, like everybody does this, right? We all fall off the wagon. We all self-sabotage. We all get overtaken. We all lose it, you know, or we all, you know, um, uh, lost our willpower, right? Or willpower left the station, okay? Um, it makes it seem like it's not very serious or important. That's what euphemisms do, right? By their very nature. And it makes it seem commonplace, like it's more common to fall off the wagon than it is to stay on the wagon. It makes it seem inevitable. It's just what happens. It's inevitable, right? It's always going to happen. We know it's going to happen all the time. So I've, I've got to, I got to adjust this. I feel like I'm really looking up really high there. Okay, so let me. I can raise my desk a little bit more. Is that better? Okay. I'll watch the video back and see because it's above my computer. So well, I'll work on that. Okay, guys. All right. Um, and lastly, and the most important one is actually that it makes it seem like it is out of our control. All right. This is the most important thing, the most important reason that we don't want to use euphemisms when it comes to weight loss and weight maintenance. Because it's like we're taking it from ourselves and we are putting it on the alleged wagon, the slippery slope, the, um, uh, the sabotage train, you know, the, that everybody succumbs to, right? We are taking the responsibility from ourselves and we're putting it on something or someone else, usually something else, maybe something obscure, maybe it's not even really pointing out exactly what it is, but it's not mine. I'm giving it over to that phrasing, that terminology. So they're not serving us. Euphemisms are not serving us in weight loss, whether we're falling off the wagon, whether we got off the track, right? We hear that all the time. I was doing so great and then I just got off the track, right? And that's usually preceded by some type of reasoning, okay? Now, there are plenty of reasons to go off your protocol, right? A death of a loved one sickness. You know, sometimes people choose to go off their protocol for a vacation. All right. So there are, it's not saying there's never a reason to go off of our protocol, but when we put it in this way, we didn't plan it. It happened to us. We're going back to that again. It was out of my control. Happens to everybody. Everybody does it. Um, and we don't, we, we can't, we have no say over it. It's just something that comes over us. All right. Uh, X overtook me, cravings overtook me. A lot of times we, we name a certain food and we say it overtook me. So we'll say something like, um, you know, that, that Sunday was just calling my name, okay? Let me write that down. That Sunday was just calling my name. What are we saying then? We are not wanting to take responsibility. The Sunday did not call our name, right? We, it did not come and force itself into us, right? Like you know, a spoon and they tied us up in the Sunday, an animated Sunday with, you know, I'm thinking about the bowl, the, uh, the cow jumped over the moon, the little, uh, what is it, the dish ran away with the spoon. Okay, so I'm thinking of this animated Sunday. Okay, first of all, it tied us up. And then 
you know, these spoons came up out of the Sunday and fed us and it's dancing around and it's like feel her magic at Disney World. So. <laughs> All right, none of that happened to us, <laughs> right? But can you see how those euphemisms soften the blow? They lighten the, they lighten the impact and they take it away from us. So instead, let's drop the euphemisms, including self-sabotage, okay? Because self-sabotage has a very real meaning that applies to this, right? Deliber deliberately or unknowingly obstruct my weight loss or my weight maintenance. You could say I deliberately or unknowingly obstruct my weight loss or weight maintenance or health goals. And it, sound, it sounds right, and it is right. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is that self-sabotage has become one of those terms like, um, you know, falling off the wagon that puts it off. So, you know, everybody does it kind of thing. So um, we need to, instead of using the terminology that is associated with euphemisms or passing the buck, we need to instead use terminology that puts it back on us. While, this is the really hard part, while we don't beat ourselves up, right? Some of us are afraid to say that it's our fault because then we get into, instead of, instead of saying I self-sabotage, for instance, we might say, I, um, I, I, I just gave in to temptation. I'm so stupid. I, I have no self-control. I can't handle it. I can't stay on any protocol, that type of thing. So somewhere, guys, between this softening, this it's not my fault, it's all just something we all do, all of my girlfriends do it, we all do it, between that and over here where we are making it mean something about ourselves personally, not a behavior we just did, but who we are, the very essence of ourselves, I am uncontrolled, right? Somewhere between those two, is the middle ground where we take responsibility, we use the pronouns I, me, myself, my, mine, and we don't use euphemisms, we don't soften the blow, we don't pass the buck, but we also don't beat ourselves up. I know that's a tall order, right? Because it's just, we want to we want to make it our own because only when it is our own can we correct it. As long as we are out there falling off of a wagon, just going down the slope, getting off the track, you know, um, uh, answering the call of the Sunday or whatever that might be, as long as we are doing that, there's no need to take control. We always have that answer. We always have that reason. And albeit, I would even say that excuse, right? So let's change the terminology from the euphemisms, from the softer wording, from the, um, uh, you know, um, projecting onto something else and put it back on ourselves while we also do not hurt ourselves, do not say bad things about ourselves but instead we just take responsibility knowing that only when we take responsibility we can change it so not i always self-sabotage but instead i choose i chose instead of i self-sabotaged saturday night say i chose i self-sabotaged saturday night 
and I chose to, you know, order three baskets of chips and queso, instead say I chose to eat three bags of three bowls of chips and queso at the restaurant. Doesn't have to be, I'm so stupid, I'm so ill-willed, I'm so, you know, lacking power, I'm so out of control. It can just be, I chose this. Now I have some tools that are gonna help us do this better. But the first step is realizing that it's not happening to us. So instead of, I fell off the wagon, I decided. I decided, I made that choice. Not I lost my willpower, but instead I gave up my goals for the night. Last week, um, or I think it was last week, in the Motivating Monday email blast that you got, it was about little quits, right? It was, I um, can't remember what the subject line was. It was something like, um, um, oh, I can't remember what the subject line was, but it was about little quits and how we just make little quits all the time, like choosing to go off of our plan for the day or whatever. We just should call it that, right? We should just call it, I just chose a little quit. I just chose a quit. I chose to quit for the day. I chose to go off for the night. All right. Not something overtook me, but instead I wanted more. I wanted to drink those margaritas. I don't, I don't know if they're very calorie dense because I don't know anything about alcohol, but um, uh, I think I know something that might be like a strawberry daiquiri or something. It's like anything that's made with ice cream is going to be because you know, they, they press it down and they give you more and more and more and more and more. Um, strawberry daiquiri. I chose, to, I, I chose, nothing overtook me. I wanted three strawberry daiquiris more than I wanted my goal. Right? Not, I can't handle it. Not, I'm horrible. I just chose that. I decided to. I want to make a different choice next time, so I'm going to use some tools, but that's what I did this time. All right, so you're not going to be surprised by point C. Yes, we're only on the third point. You're not going to be surprised by point C, which is self-sabotage starts with a thought. Self-sabotage starts with a thought. Because every action we take, okay, every action we take, giving up, giving in, choosing something else, deciding something else, every action we take, can be traced back to a thought, right? We think something, it makes us feel a certain way, and we take certain actions. So one of the things that we really need to focus on when it comes to these sabotaging behaviors, these is the thought that comes right before we engage in the behavior. That right before the behavior thought is the one we need to take a hold of and change. This was in the, your little quits email a couple weeks ago. Also, that thought is often, it doesn't matter, right? It's often, um, well, I have a list of them. So, but, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But that is the, the thought that we have right before we chose to go off our protocol, chose to engage in behaviors that we didn't plan, chose to eat foods that we didn't, that were not on our protocol for the day. That thought we had right before then, that's the one we need to get a hold of. 
That's the one we need to capture and change. All right. So I have about five or six ways and then some subways under that. Um, so, and I think, I think I'm going to make the tricks one a completely separate one because it's going to be really long. So I will come back to that. Maybe I'll do that next week. All right. I have so many plans of so many different videos and so, um, so much teaching. <laughs> um, and if you are one of my clients, right, you'll be getting this, um, in your emails and then, then we'll use it for one of your sessions if you'd like. All right. So, um, in my private coaching clients. Oh, speaking of clients, welcome to the new August course members of the Intermittent Fasting course. It started this week. Uh, this is Wednesday because tomorrow I'm going on vacation. So that's Thursday. It's moved to Wednesday this week. But they started on Monday. Brand new class for August, the August session. And um, super excited. Third day, they're already writing in the Facebook group, fasting 18 hours, just already um, hitting the ground running. Super, super proud of them. So welcome to those of you who are in the August course. And the September course is just around the corner, right? So um, I'll put it in the show notes. Save 20. You can save $20 off um, the September course with that code SAVE20. Intermittentfastingcourse.com, but it'll be in your show notes. All right. So I have about six or seven ways and uh, in keeping with the 30 minute rule that I'm designing for myself, I will do all the tricks all together. All right, so the first way is to call it what it is. Okay, I'm gonna just expound on that a little bit more. Um, call it little quits, call it a quit, call it giving up, call it giving in, call it choosing, call it deciding, call it going off plan. Do not call it anything trite. Do not call it anything cute. Do not call it anything easy. Do not call it anything bandwagoning, right? That's um, typical diet slang, right? You see it all the time. Just like in these diet groups, they're constantly saying, well, I ate my way through the weekend, right? Don't, write, don't say that you ate your way through the weekend. I chose to overeat the entire weekend. I chose to overeat, it's even better, I chose to overeat these foods, list all of them, how many there were, how many times, how many days from Friday until Sunday at bedtime. Super specific. So we're taking that responsibility back. Okay. Use the pronoun I. All right. Work on thoughts ahead of time. Again, I said just a moment ago that um, the sabotaging behaviors have, are preceded by a feeling. That was preceded by a thought. Okay. So obstructing our process, obstructing our progress, excuse me, obstructing our progress, other than saying, Self-sabotaging. I can see why people say self-sabotaging. Obstructing my progress unintentionally. <laughs> that's a lot to say, right? But obstructing my progress starts with a thought. So again, what is that thought that you had right before you obstruct your progress? Usually something like this. This won't matter. A bite won't hurt. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start Monday. I'm not losing now anyway. I already ate over my calories. Okay, this is the one that I, that I have really, really come to wonder what I was thinking all of those years. I remember specifically, if we were going out that night, it, I, this always happened on Saturdays. So if we're going out on Saturday night for dinner or to a show and dinner, we often do that, or we're having a family get together, 
you know that I have 22 kids and kids in love and grandkids. Um, and we're all 22 going to be on vacation together very soon um, for four days. Not a Disney vacation, unfortunately, this year. But um, if that was going on Saturday night, I would just go get donuts that morning because today is going to be an off day anyway. I would just go ahead and get donuts or I would say, I'm going to use this day since, since it's going to be an off day, I'm going to use it to go get a large biscuit and gravy at Arby's, one of my very, very favorite breakfasts um, that you can get out is, is Arby's biscuits and gravy, large preferably because the smallest don't have enough gravy on them. Anyway, now I, I'm a pretty smart girler, as my little boys used to call their sisters. The girlers won't let me do this. The girlers are being mean. Okay. The girlers, girlers. I'm a pretty smart girler. You know, I have some thinking skills, right? I mean, I'm not a genius, but I have some thinking skills. Why in the world did I really think that if I was going to have a 2000 calorie dinner with rolls, appetizer, entree, dessert, maybe more than that, if I was going to have a 2000 calorie entree that evening, what made me think that having 1500 in the morning and donuts and chocolate milk or biscuits and gravy and who knows what else, probably candy too by that time. What made me think that that wouldn't count? <laughs> I still marvel that I thought that for so long. How can we not think it won't count? This is what I liken it to. And you may have heard me say this before, but I'm gonna use it again. Okay, this is how I liken it. The bank, get a text from the bank. It says we are $100 overdrawn. When the bank tells us we are $100 overdrawn, we are on our phones, moving money from one place to the other. If you're me, you're pulling out tutoring checks that you should have taken to the bank and didn't. And you're running vacation money or whatever, your money, any of your money in your purse or your wallet, you're running it over to the bank. You're covering up that $100. You're taking care of that $100. You don't say to yourself, I'm already $100 overdrawn, so I may as well go to Target and spend an extra 50. It's no big deal now, I'm already overdrawn. Instead, you think to yourself, $100 plus a service charge, I gotta get that $100 taken care of. You don't say I'm just going to do 50 more, but yet with caloric and food intake, we do that so often. So it does matter. All of it matters, right? And that thought is often the thought that we're having right before the behavior that we're going to be taking here that's going to cause us to run off the rails. Sorry about that. Couldn't resist. All right. Um, or doesn't matter what you what I eat. This is what I was doing for a long time. It doesn't matter what I eat because I can lose weight eating anything. And that's true. Don't let anybody tell you it's not because it's 100% true. And we know it's true because we see people on the potato diet. We see people on the egg diet. We see people on the subway diet. We see people on the gas station or convenience food diet and they all lose weight. All right, Weight Watchers points. What did the Weight Watchers points used to do 20, 30, 40 years ago when, when uh, we were in our 20s and we were using Weight Watchers? Brownie bites. We ate brownie bites, right? And we lost the weight. All right, so we have to get a thought or two ready 
right before that thought happens, okay? And so we're going to do that by having a thought already planned for that. So when we start to say it doesn't matter, then we're going to say it right away, even say it out loud, not just think it, say it out loud, everybody does matter. Or this is another option. We, with my clients, plan their food ahead of time, right? So we're gonna plan what we're gonna eat today in the morning or the night before. We can, the best, one of the best tools for that is to say, I can choose to do something different tomorrow. Today is already planned, okay? Because then we'll gather our thoughts, we'll gather our composure, we'll get a control of ourselves in the moment and plan it. And if we still wanna to plan tomorrow morning to go to Arby's and get that biscuit and gravy, we can put it on the list and go do it, right? We can do whatever we want. It's our choice, we can plan it. But when we're planning ahead, we'll think more clearly, okay? Um, also, some thoughts ahead of time and some tricks. Um, we'll be using one of the 10 tips to sit with urges. I'm gonna go over more of those next week, but that's on Think, Feel, Eat, episode nine. All right, another way that we can avoid these behaviors that take us out of our plan for, the, another problem with the self-sabotage model is that we often are out for a while, right? And it takes a while to recoup that. And you're like, why did I do that? I, I went off for a month, I gained 10 pounds, and I've gotta work all that off and then go back again, right? And uh, one of the things that will help us with this is that deciding ahead of time. So I'm going to put the journal um, here. Um, wait, where is that? Um, put it down there. Okay, so having making our decision ahead of time, okay? This, of course, keeps us from having to use willpower so much. And that was in Weight Loss Lifestyle 60 and 61. I talk about it every week because it was a double episode. It was very long, very detailed. This allows us to plan the day ahead of time. And it allows us to do something, decide something different on another day. There's so much power in that. Do you remember those of you who have been fasting for a while when you first started fasting and you used to say, I can have whatever I want once my window opens. Do you remember that? I used to do that. That's how I started fasting. That's how I became, that's how I started losing weight with intermittent fasting. Okay. It's that same concept, but instead we are using our prefrontal cortex and not our toddler brain. We are using our thinking, have our back, you know, planning, um, more, more uh, in line with our goals. We're using that part of our brain to say, I can plan that for tomorrow. Today I'm staying on what I've got. It's the same concept because just knowing I can do that tomorrow, I don't have to give in now, I can choose to do it tomorrow, I can make a plan for that. And then just plan it and do it if that's what you still want to do when you make tomorrow's plan. All right, people who are successful, oh, that's another, that's another thought. There's always tomorrow is a helpful thought when you've decided ahead of time. There's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow, right? And, and it's fine if you decide, I, I, I wanted cupcakes for two weeks. I wanted a donut for a month. I wanted, not very long ago, I had wanted donuts for months. And it was like, I'm just gonna plan it. It's, it's time, it's just time for me to have a donut, <laughs> right? It's, it just is, it's time for me to go get that. So there you go.
planned it. It was done. It was over. I didn't have to fall off the wagon. I didn't have to slide down the hill. I didn't have to uh, fall off the train. I didn't have to. I just, I just made it happen. I just had to done it. It was good. It wasn't as great. Never is as great, but you know, it was good. All right. And lastly, before I end this today and then go into the tips next week, is to have this firm protocol in place so you know what you're going off and on. Uh, so you know when you are going off and on. So many of us don't have a firm protocol in place, so we're not really sure. Well, that's not really off because I only need half of one. Or that's not really off because I still had the calories left or the fat or the carbs or the protein or whatever you're measuring or the points. When we have a firm protocol in place, we know exactly when we're off and exactly when we're on. Right. And I wrote about that, about how that that makes us more in line with a 12 step program with Food Anonymous, that kind of thing, where these are the foods that I do 80 percent of the time. These are the foods I plan other times. Uh, this is this is what I eat. These are my foods. OK, so having that firm protocol in place will help you know when you're going off, when you're going on. Um, the journal, the journal goes with deciding ahead of time. I'm going to put that in the email. So if you're subscribed to DonnaReach.com, you will get that journal page and you can just plan your food every day. Two minutes and you're done. Maybe three, two to three minutes. Okay. Don't make it harder than it is or you won't do it. Remember the ABCs of habit formation, right? Okay. So um, people who are successful at weight loss, weight maintenance, they're not perfect. It's not that they always do everything perfectly. It's that they're on way more than they're off. Stop and think about when we self-sabotage, I'll use that word for us, okay? When we do that, when we go off for a while, every time we're off of our protocol, every time we're off of our plan, those are days and days and days that we have to make up for. We're gonna have to lose what we gained during that time, right? But somebody who's successful at weight loss, I think about my husband especially, because he was so strict for so many months. I mean, quite literally a year of just like fruits, vegetables, beans, lean meats, Parmesan cheese. <laughs> like, wow, you're amazing. He was on way, way more than he was off. Now I'm on way, way, way more than I'm off for sure. That's how I'm maintaining, that's how I'm still losing but his was just so fast and so drastic because mine's been over a longer period of time. 80-20 does work, guys. I taught about that in another broadcast. 80-20 does work, but it's the 70-30 and the 60-40 that doesn't. When your protocol is firmly in place, it's obvious. I'm going off for this wedding. I'm staying on protocol completely even when we go out for dinner this week. I'm having birthday cake at my grandchild's birthday party, okay? You don't fall off a wagon, there won't be any wagon to fall off of. So these are just a few things that, that we really need to consider when we look at self-sabotaging, giving up, quitting, going off, whatever it might be, that when we have a firm protocol in place and when it includes foods we like, we don't have to go off so much, right? I eat potatoes almost every day mainly because I'm just stubborn enough to want to be able to say that I lost my last 20 pounds eating potatoes every day. <laughs> After so many years of hearing how evil potatoes were, my goal is to get down to a size six eating potatoes 
every day for the last 20 pounds. When we have a protocol that we can stay on, we won't be going off so much, right? We have protocol foods we like, right? So I'm gonna put the pick a protocol in here too, okay? Because the pick a protocol teaches you how to choose your food protocol based on what you can do, what you can adhere to, what is complicated, your complication level, what has the foods you like, um, what has foods that are lower on the craving index. Remember this uh, six seductive craving um, combinations by uh, Stephen Guyanet, okay? The perfect storm of weight loss brings together all of those things. Next week, I'm gonna give specific tips for avoiding self-sabotage, specific, very, very, very specific, like, you know, this, uh, do, have this food, do this kind of thing, do this, buy this, have this at your, get this at your store, have this in your pantry, that type of thing. Um, so it'll kind of be a part two of this, all right? But this week, we're working on that thought. We're taking that thought that's right before the moment, and we're tweaking that to stay on rather than falling off of any kind of wagon that isn't even there. Thank you for joining me for Think, Feel, Eat, episode number 25. And be sure to subscribe to DonnaReach.com to get these in your email with the outlines, the graphics, the charts, anything special, any kind of deliverables are there with it from my great um, graphics girl. Also join Donna's Weight Loss Lifestyle, my private Facebook group, and you can see all the videos there. You saw it there first. All right. Thanks a lot. See you soon.